Welcome into Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and back with me this week is Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. We've been telling you for a long time here about 323 Sports' famous $55 team packs, and they actually have an equally as popular $99 team pack, which gives you more customization and includes some even nicer pieces of apparel including sweatshirts for these colder months. To find out more about what 323 Sports can do for your program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. Randy, a tweet this week on Twitter got both of our attention, and I wanted to ask you a few maybe questions about the tweet about some of the responses that coaches gave gave in the reply talking today kind of about some of the frustrations that coaches have but don't necessarily want this to be just kind of an airing of frustrations Mm -hmm. but also maybe some ideas for ways that you handled and uh, maybe some things that you've discussed with the coaches that you work with with your ramp program for okay handling some of these common frustrations that coaches have i'll I'll just start with this uh without too much explanation let me just ask you personally Mm -hmm. like some of your biggest maybe one or two of your biggest frustrations back when you coached well shout out to coach hack matt hackenberg um doing a good job on twitter and at coach hack geo i think is his handle and and uh it's a friend of mine was a former rant member is a former rant member and spoken with him a lot so yeah, he asked a question about coaching frustrations, and honestly, many of the ones that I read and were obvious to me in my experience as well. I think some of the, I'd say some of the bigger frustrations. We win a game, but not everyone's happy. You know that that's kind of a, a letdown. You know, you maybe even win a big game, a, a playoff game, or you you upset a favored team or something like that, and and. And there's jubilation, sure. Like a lot of people are very happy and, and excited, but there's there's maybe one or two stakeholders that aren't, or or a handful um, that aren't. That that was always frustrating frustrating to me. I think my answer to the question that was posed on Twitter was just sort of all things around officiating. Like it's a topic that's given way too much oxygen by by coaches, parents fans, media, maybe one more would be how that in, in the season to, to keep a, a, um, a level of competitiveness among all of our players, even those that say maybe aren't the minutes they want. Talk about kind of each of those there. Let me start with the officials, not necessarily even a solution. I think that maybe uh, correct me. Your give you your thoughts on this, but mm-hmm. maybe personality can impact not just this one, but maybe even all of them. I know that reading through those responses, previous interactions or previous circumstances can heavily influence maybe how somebody thinks about it. And you talked about the attention that's given to it, but even the interactions with officials and, and positive, negative that yeah. you've had and suggestions for but uh what would you suggest even to you know younger coaches i think a lot of what we do and how we respond is often shaped by things that we have seen or observed or even had experiences that we've had in the past but yeah uh, just general thoughts on that yeah i would say full disclosure i've had i've I've gotten technicals i've gotten my my temper has gotten elevated with officials so i'm I'm no saint um by, by any means so as I look back, 
to if I could speak to the to the younger me, who's eager, competitive, wanting to make his name in the coaching profession, I would say that that sort of like too much emotion was guiding my behavior and not enough sort of measure and discipline. So that's that's oftentimes what I see with with coaches who have negative interactions with officials is that they're just hysterical and their 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 emotions are in control and their their sort of fight of the fight or flight mechanism the fight mechanism is fully engaged during competition and and they're almost like a subhuman creature <laughs> that that's that's operating um on a on a very primal level if i would i would speak to the younger me i would say kind of get control of your animal brain and and behave rationally some of the observations i've had i too have not mastered this but typically your players will also follow suit with how you are emotionally behaving and your fans and, and the fans and that can uh, can quickly snowball into something that you don't necessarily want to happen. I've also kind of just being aware of, I probably care more and talk more to the officials and am emotionally charged even more when I feel it's a game that's even closer or within our grasp or something that matters more. Yeah. And that can almost, you know, I think that probably that can almost be the opposite of what you actually, if you were to take a step back, would want of yourself in a situation like that. So just being aware of, of, I don't even recognize that I'm doing it sometimes. So I, I think being aware of something like that. Yeah. One of the points that was made as a counterpoint was if say there's two coaches in the game, obviously I'm, I'm the coaching my team, you're coaching yours. And I have elected as a coach to take a stoic laissez-faire approach with the refs. I'm just going to like kind of be whatever calls they make. It is what it is. I can't control that. I'm not going to, I think there's a mindset that if I don't berate or badger or lobby officials, I'm I'm ceding competitive ground to my counterpart who maybe is. I find that unfortunate that 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 you would feel backed into a corner to be a jerk to officials by necessity because you're 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 losing a competitive chess piece by not so I would say that I don't know that there's a real need to feel that way, but I, I, I guess I could see how, you know, maybe you see this coach down here just intimidating or bullying officials and finally gets his way. And you're like, yeah, like, well, that worked for him. So I better do the same. I find that unfortunate, but maybe that's a plausible uh, tactic that, that some have feel forced to use. Yeah. Yeah. It's disappointing if that's something that you do feel like you have to, but I just feel like a lot of us say that we want to be transformational. And the way that we go about doing that is by demonstrating what we want to be behavior wise or um, the way we handle situations that are out of our control to our players. But then we think that that is not applicable to our own behavior because yeah. of the competition piece or the piece that needs that we feel to be there in order to win the game. And there's some hypocrisy there that sure. I don't necessarily in the long term think that it may win you a game, but in the long run, it may cause you to have some uh, some problems when it comes to the ability for you to transform or be a, a tool in transforming the life of the player that you'd said that you wanted to devote their coaching here's, to. So here's what I wanted above anything else. 
I wanted all the stakeholders in our basketball program, me, my staff, the players, their parents, who the players and parents are, are probably the last people to convince of what I'm about to say. But I wanted all the stakeholders in our program to believe, to, to have the belief that our work determines the outcome of the game, that our practice determines the outcome of the game, our systems, our execution, our discipline, our, our, our teamwork, our culture, all the work we put into all those domains, that's what determines the outcome of the game. Now, if I give oxygen to officiating, I, I, lend, I lend credence to this, the, the, the conspiracy theory brain that we already kind of have of like, the refs are out to get us. We never get a fair shot. We're getting cheated. So I, I give oxygen to the to the idea that something other than our merit and our efforts determines the outcome of the game. It's 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 a conspiracy. The 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 official union is conspiring against me or something like. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, that. I just didn't want to give it any oxygen because I didn't want my behavior to give anyone in the program, players, parents, anything other than what we do in our practice gym and how well we teach it and execute it determines the outcome. That idea of uh, transformational coaching kind of leads me into this next one. Okay. You've got 12 to 15 people on your team, and obviously all 15 are going to have a unique experience. Yes. And how can I help as a coach in helping them have a positive experience? Man, I think I think this is when I when I reflect on seasons, the, the biggest frustration and sort of regret um, that I, I can't say that all of the players had a positive experience that I coached. And I don't think any coach could could honestly say that um, that and if they if they can then get them on your podcast and <laughs> talk to them and feature them and and get them to speak to how they managed to do that i can recall a few examples of some bench players and some some players who maybe didn't get the minutes that 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 they wanted still had a good time still had a had a had an enjoyable experience but i would say that was the exception and not the rule it's it was almost like you're you've got a team but within that team you've got a, a sort of a caste system of the players who are feel valued and contributing and those that, that don't, uh, man, I, I think some, I'll just give you some efforts that I tried to, to, to address this. Now they all, they didn't all work, but the way we practiced in terms of, of sort of involving everyone and not having this like, okay, it's green versus white or starters versus backups all the time in practice and creating these caste systems. We tried to give reps to everybody, coaching to everyone, balance out groups and and really compete where on a four on four, three on three session, there might be a starter with a with a bench player, with a deep bench player, and that's their team. And and they're they're working together in practice to to um I think back to a lot of the teams I was on and maybe mistakes I made when I was a young coach was, was there was like this cast system in our program of starters, backups, or these are the minutes and neither group felt like that could change. Like if I was a starter, that was just coach picked the starters. That's going to be that no matter what, 
if I'm a deep bench player, that's not changing. So I, I really try to, to at least give our practice environment the feeling that, that we're all involved in, in becoming a good team. But let's be honest, when, when the game night is, is where, where we're going to determine happiness or, or sadness or, or anger or, or pleasure, and, and, um, and, you know, a minutes can't be equal, I also think back to some of the players who had a deep bench role on our team on game night, but who handled it well and were positive. There was something sort of like in their personality that helped them that like I didn't really have much to do with. Like their parents were status aware of, of their play of their son or daughter's, skill set they they didn't have a lack of awareness of that there so did the so did the player just like didn't have this belief that i'm as good as the starters but i'm just getting cheated robbed coach doesn't like me the world is conspiring against me um so there was some element there that like i don't necessarily feel all that responsible for that may sound like i'm distancing from the problem but like there was a some personality traits of some players who, who handled that well, that I would, I think that's that's something to tap into and, and think about more, of like, the person has got to be able to to see their abilities clearly and and embrace the role that they have, even if it's not star player starting minutes. I've had a couple conversations about culture, including some that you and I have had here. And I think that this is a key piece in your culture of the whole program. And you talked about already one of the practical applications for you as a coach that's creating that practice plan, not just switching up teams, but I think also when you do practice with those small-sided games and everybody is contributing and everybody feels like they're improving and getting the opportunity and the, you know, they get a shot to contribute or to at least prove themselves to be able to be that person that plays that has proven to be or create a different tone in our practices than back when I wasn't a part of a team that did that, where it was more of just, we all go through the same drills and a kid never feels like he gets a chance in something that resembles a game to show that he can contribute. Yeah. And then there was an aspect that we actually started talking about it and their roles on the team and how they do help and contribute. And I know everybody does want to contribute on game night, but that's not possible. And heard a coach give a practical piece of advice. He does at the very beginning of the game. Everybody sits down in the same room. They all get out a piece of paper. Nobody writes their name at the top of it. But they say, how many minutes do you think that you should get this year? How many minutes do you think that you're going to get this year? And then he has everybody turn in that piece of paper and tallies up the number. And what you'll find is frequently that yeah. number far exceeds the amount of numbers. It's like of four minutes. games worth of minutes. Yeah. Right. And then he does the exact same thing again with shots. How many shots do you think that you're going to get? All right. Well, the, we took, we took, let's just there's say Grinnell. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to We, we uh, there's, there, yeah, there's 150 shots on the list. And you're, yeah. you look back at your stats last year and you're like, well, we only took 60. This isn't possible. It's impossible for this to happen. And it's not like shattering expectations or their their feelings at the beginning okay. of the year. 
yeah but like creating a sense of reality of what the, what is this actually going to potentially look like for us as a team and then for us for you individually yeah it's a lesson in scarcity right like these yeah. things that that we all want are not an infinite supply <laughs> how are we going to navigate that as a team i would say too that like one question that I ran across recently that I liked and I've started using it with the coaches I, I speak to would be, okay, your answer to this question is always going to be minutes. What do you want out of your experience on the team? More minutes, more play, you know, I want to be a valuable contributor, something way of saying more, you know, playing time. Right. Then, then the follow-up question would be, well, okay. Given but what do you want if you can't get what you want? Mm. What do you want from being on this team if you can't get what you said you wanted? Like, what's your maybe second choice? Good memories, uh, a fellowship with with my friends or whatever, you know, like, I, I can give you those things. But I maybe can't give you the, 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 your number one choice of things that, that you want. But I can I can give you. So what do you want if you can't get what you want? And then reflect, did did I did that happen after the end of the season? Did you have a good experience? Were there good memories? Were there fun times on the bus at team parties at at away at tournaments and things like that? Like did you leave with those things and you maybe didn't get everything you wanted, but let's be honest like that that's still very challenging. <laughs> The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you can get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats, in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal shooting percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Combined with HD quality, automatically captured film from the Huddle Focus smart camera, every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. This one is maybe a subset of of that, mm -hmm. and I don't want it to feel like if you're looking, watching, it's not do my players not care, as in they didn't get what they wanted and now they don't care. Mm -hmm. But where I've faced this and the frustrations that I've had, even this year, and I understand it, but I don't want to give the understanding away right, right away. But there's can be at times a sense or this kind of feeling that there's – some apathy on the part of the players mm -hmm. or maybe like a lack of focus in whether that's a practice or preparing for a scout or execution of the plan. But I've heard coaches voice those types of frustrations. Have you felt this and how do you address this? Yeah. Um, I hear this a lot. I, I don't buy it all the time. I, I really don't. Um, Maybe that's just based on my own experience. I'll plead guilty to having coached in a few environments during my career where basketball was a really big deal in the school and in the community. So there was lots of motivation, focus, attention. The players were invested. I do think that that um, sometimes my 
are we talking about how they approach practice or are we saying after a game my players don't didn't play hard or didn't didn't I would say more so the the former rather than the latter but it could also maybe creep into the yeah the latter as well if if i were speaking to a high school coach who coaches in a just a traditional public high school that that you're going to have athletes along a spectrum that that are from really some super serious in love with the game to some more recreational and you're going to have to learn to involve and envelop all of those into what you're trying to do i go back to i'll repeat this again not not i won't belabor the point but but the worst teams that i was a part of either as a player or a coach were those where i i could see players lose their their spunk because they felt like their their efforts and their role on the team was sort of determined for them by someone else and wasn't going to change no matter what i've been on both sides of that as a player where maybe in one sport I could do anything and I was going to start on Friday night in football. I would, I could loaf. I was just talented at that sport, basketball. I was on the other side of that athletic, but not super skilled. So I was a backup until my senior year. And I can remember being on teams where no matter what, I just felt that, that nothing was going to change. And I can see how that would cause someone to become apathetic. So I would challenge the coach to go, look at their practices by practices i mean their their habits and the way they're conducting business in their program and make sure that a player doesn't feel like hopeless if i do see that my hustle my effort touching every line finishing every drill running all the way through the through the uh you know through the running all the way through to the to the end of the whistle right like all all of those hustle things and effort things are are met with with rewards then yeah then i think you're more apt to have players stay bought in a little bit longer i got three things kind of to that but i'll try to keep it simple first one i would say is keep things fresh with new games and drills that doesn't mean you have to go out and constantly get new drills but like slight variations or slightly switching up your small-sided games or the scoring that you do. Second one I would suggest is help them keep the big picture in mind. Thinking of even our team this week, we've got a Friday-Saturday game, and we're at the point in the semester where they're tired, they're ready for a Christmas break, they're worn out, they've got a lot of things Mm -hmm. going on at school, but helping them understand that this is a great week of games Friday-Saturday that would resemble a regional tournament or a national tournament. And the way that we prepare for something like this will help prepare us for when we get to that regional tournament or that national tournament. And I think helping them see how each piece is important maybe can help them refocus or understand that they need to handle something a certain way because it will be preparation for something that's to come in the future. And then the third one I have is kind of that point of just being you know, understanding, being aware and being empathetic to how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think I care about basketball more than they care about basketball, but I'm probably I'm supposed to. But I need to understand that they are tired, that they have exams coming up, that they uh, it's been a long semester. 
So I think that there's times where I maybe give them a little bit more leeway or I'm a little bit more understanding because it can be hard for coaches to put themselves in the place of a player because that was a long yeah. time ago. And we can sometimes lose touch with that because we are 20, 30, 40 years removed. Yeah, that, that's that's a, that that being empathetic to the player and, and trying to see it from their perspective is is tough. Like I, I have a, a little phrase that I've I've used with coaches who have expressed frustrations like the one you, you have on the screen now is, is don't expect you from other people, mm-hmm. meaning like you're a basketball nut, junkie, crazed, obsessed. So you expect that from other people. Yeah. There's probably more that we could talk about. Maybe some of the things that we brought up, we can talk more about, dig into a little bit later on, Okay, uh, but kind of nearing the end of our time before we let people go. You, we are in the middle of the season and I know a lot mm-hmm. of coaches have taken advantage of your ramp program, the program that we mentioned earlier. If people don't know about that, can you tell them about what you do with coaches and then how they can potentially access you or access that program? Yeah, I just, I just sort of serve as a sounding board and an advisor, not just X's and O's, but data analytics, just some of the things we talk about just today, just, just sort of like giving guidance to coaches and, you know, a lot of X's and O's, but not just that. And, and uh, I'd say with most of my clientele, I've, I've been where they are as far as coaching and, and, and now make myself available to serve alongside them. I'd say that's the best way to describe it. They can just reach out to me, Randy at radiusathletics.com and I'll, I'll fill them in. Randy has a lot of great resources that if you're not familiar with what he does with that ramp program or the newsletters that he has, be sure to email him to get a piece of all of those. You'll be a better coach for it. Thanks to all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch on YouTube. Just simply search hoops forum or Radius Athletics there on Randy's page. You'll find the full version of the interview. Or if you're more inclined to listen, go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout. And there you'll find the full audio version of the show. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.